0: i'm john carter in moscow now in kiev the capital of ukraine i'm john carter and petra reporting from india in Colombia, i'm john carter
1: today on the carter report john carter talks about the star maker
0: i couldn't be an atheist you know why i just don't have enough faith I really couldn't be an atheist because to be an atheist, you've got to have an extraordinary amount of faith. Now, let me just give you one little bit of evidence why I couldn't be an atheist. Astronomers have discovered in recent times that the universe, about about 95% of it, is composed of dark stuff. So when we put pictures on the screen today that show the stars, that's not the dark stuff. That's the bright stuff. And the bright stuff is only about 5% of the entire universe. The dark stuff is made up of two parts. This is important for you to know this. And and then you'll see why I couldn't be an atheist, why I don't have enough faith. (laughs) There's dark matter... That's stuff that actually has a gravitational pull. So it's it's actual stuff. But nobody knows what it is. Nobody can see it. We know it's there. And then there is another sort of stuff that is called dark energy. This dark energy lives on the on the expanding face of the universe. This Dark energy controls the expansion rate of the universe. I want you to think about this. We know it's a fact that the universe is expanding out like this, almost at the speed of light. So this shows you, without getting into this theological dimension, that this universe cannot last forever. It's a temporary thing. The universe is exploding out. One day, the universe will expand so far out that uh, the stars won't be able to see the stars. That which determines the expansion rate of the universe that determines our existence on the planet. Did you hear this? The expansion rate of the universe determines whether we shall live or whether we shall die. The expansion rate of the universe, like a lot of other things in the cosmos, is fine-tuned to such an extreme amount that I'm going to use this illustration that I don't understand. I want you to think of the whole of the United States of America. It's a big place. about 3 million square miles, and we're going to cover it with dimes. Not to a foot, not to six feet, but to the moon. Is that a lot of dimes? United States of America covered with dimes that reach up to the moon. Do it a million times. A million United States of America covered with dimes that <clears throat> reach up to the very, almost touching the moon, hundreds of thousands of miles. How many dimes? How many dimes? Incomprehensible. Can't, can't figure out. Trillions and trillions. One dime has got an X on it. Only one dime. So you're going to be blindfolded and on a dark night you're told to walk out and there's a million United States dimes up to the moon and on the first go you pick out the dime with the mark on it. What chance is there of that? One in a trillion, 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 trillion. That's how fine-tuned... The dark energy is uh, that is driving the expansion of the universe that determines whether there will be life on planet Earth. So I believe in a divine watchmaker. I don't have enough faith to be an atheist. I don't have enough faith to be an atheist. Stephen Hawking, Uh, millions of people quote him and they say now he's given us the secrets of the universe and he's shown that we don't need God. He says this in his famous book, A Brief History of Time, page 127, it would be very difficult to explain why the universe should have begun in just this way, except as an act of a God, uh, who intended to create beings like us. <laughs> the topic today is, and I present it before you right now the topic today is the star maker or the universe maker. The most important statement that has ever been made in time and eternity is Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1. Notice it in the Bible, Genesis 1 verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, the very first words of the Jewish Christian Bible. Listen to this almost impossible to comprehend what I'm saying now. Our universe, we know, I've been saying this now for a few years, our universe is composed of 200 billion galaxies. When I first started as a young man to talk on this subject, on the stars, I told the people there were 500,000 galaxies. 500,000. Then after a few years, they found it. a million. Now they say, no, it's not a a billion, 200 billion. But just a few days ago, NASA released a tremendous statement. They said, uh, the universe uh, is 10 times bigger than we thought it was. And so the universe now is not 200 billion galaxies, but two trillion galaxies. (laughs) I present to you, the star maker. In each galaxy, there are around two trillion galaxies. In each galaxy, there are around 200 billion stars. The question is, I say once again, I don't have enough faith to be an atheist. I just couldn't, couldn't do this. Who made this wondrous, incomprehensible, vast universe that came into being in a millisecond of light and energy. It is now, listen, my atheistic friend, it is now a scientific fact that the universe came into existence in a blinding flash of light and energy. There was nothing and then the universe was created. Um, Most scientists until relatively recently Einstein, for instance, believed in the steady state of the universe. It had always been there. Infinite time, infinite matter. Therefore, evolution could work. But it's it's not true. Others have believed in the oscillating theory of the universe. In, out, in. No, no, no. It is a scientific fact that the universe came into being in a blinding flash of light and energy. And the question is, who is the star maker? Who is the universe maker? Come with me to John chapter 1, verses 1 down to 3. And I'm glad that you've joined us today. John chapter 1, verses 1 down to 3. The Bible says, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. And the Word uh, was God. Theos. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. This is Christ. And without him... Nothing was made that was made. He was in the world, uh, and the world, uh, or the cosmos, was made through him. And uh, the world did not know him. The Bible teaches that the universe was created by the Logos. And the Logos is another word in the Bible for Christ. Listen to this. My dear atheistic friend, I want you please, with all of us, to be intellectually, morally honest as we contemplate this. Atheism teaches that the universe started with chaos, Richard Dawkins says it, meaninglessness without mind or thought. The Bible teaches the universe started with intelligence, with the Logos. I'm going to put up here so you can notice it, what atheism teaches. You've got to be honest. Nothing produced everything. Non-life produced life. Randomness produced fine tuning. Chaos produced information. Unconsciousness produced consciousness. Non-reason produced Reason I would suggest to you that this idea is the basis of all the discontent in the world today and the meaninglessness. I would call this today, with all apologies, this today is uh, the new insanity that is disguised as sophistication. I don't have enough faith to believe it. Now, I want you to come over here to Colossians chapter 1, 15 to 17, to the words of the Apostle Paul and speaking of Christ. In Colossians 1, 15 to 17, he says, He is the image of the very, the very essence of the invisible God the firstborn or the leader over all creation. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, dark energy, dark matter, thrones, dominions, principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him and he is before all things and in him All things consist. The Bible teaches, my friend, uh, that Christ is the star maker. Before the creation of the universe, Christ the Logos existed. This mighty God. Come with me now over here to John chapter 8 and verse 56 down to 59 in the scriptures. John chapter 8 verse 56 and uh, onwards which records a conversation that Christ had with the religious leaders of his day. He said, your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day and he saw it and was glad. Then the Jews said to him, not yet 50 years old have you seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, before Abraham was, uh, not I was, I am. And these people were not fools. They knew what he was saying. Then they took up stones to throw at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple, going through the midst of them, and so passed by. Uh, Jesus took the unique Hebrew expression that refers to Almighty God, the star maker. And if you compare this expression, I am, that is found in the Gospel of John over here with the passage about the burning bush in Exodus chapter 3 and verses 1 down to 6. This is the passage about the burning bush and how Moses actually meets the almighty God. Now Moses was tending to the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. He led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. Then the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked and behold, the bush was burning with fire. The bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here I am. And he said, Do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off from your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And so out of the midst of this burning bush that burns but is not consumed uh, came the voice of the star maker, the person who said, I am the almighty God. Now, my friends, if you come down a little further, And if you come down to verse 14, and God said to Moses, because God has a conversation with Moses, the servant of God. God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. This unique expression, not the I was, but the I am, is the name that is given to the self-existent God. This is an, an awesome truth that the God who spoke out of the burning bush that was not consumed, this person, my friend, was Yahweh Elohim. Now Jewish scholars, because of their reverence for God, will never pronounce this name. We're not absolutely certain how the name is said, this is the tetragrammaton, the four letters of the Hebrew uh, language, YHWH, Yahweh. And uh, as you know, it's written this way across here. This person is called in the scriptures, the creator, the mighty God. Uh, he is the star maker. He is the universe maker. He is the great I am. And Jesus said, uh, to the unbelieving Jews before Abraham was I am no wonder they took up stones to stone him now if you come to second timothy chapter 1 and verse 9 you come to a provocative text in the bible and this is a good text for those who don't believe those who are unbelievers and those who are atheists second timothy Chapter 1 and verse 9, it says, speaking of Jesus, it says, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus. (laughs) Scientists didn't believe this until relatively recently before time began. Which makes foolish the question, where did God come from? How long has God been there? Because when the universe was created, a number of things came into being, my friend. This is scientific. A number of things came into being which had not existed before. Time was one of them, and space, and matter. These things had never existed before. It is a scientific fact that there was a time (laughs) when there was no time. And the Bible talks about the time, about Christ Jesus, before time began. And before time began in a place far away, beyond time and space, and everything that we think is important, uh, there was a person who was called uh, the Logos. And he is called in Scripture the Great I Am, Yahweh Elohim, El Shaddai, the Almighty God. And he spoke with his own mouth. And the energy was of such consequence that where there was nothing, all of a sudden, there was a universe being born. And we now know this universe consists of two trillion galaxies. The person who did this, we call him affectionately today, the star maker. Then there came a day in time when the I am became a human being. A man whom I got to know many years ago in Texas, down at Nameless Valley Ranch, was a great, great U.S. astronaut, a man of great courage and decency, Colonel James Irwin. When he put on a slideshow for us, he didn't show pictures of his children. He showed pictures of walking around on the moon. <laughs> That's a little bit, you know, what what are you gonna follow that up with? But Colonel Irwin made this remark. The most significant achievement of our age is not that man stood on the moon like he did. Wonderful man. The most significant achievement of our age said, Colonel James Irwin, is not that man stood on the moon, but rather that God and Christ stood upon this earth. That's the most amazing thing. And this is what the Colonel said to me as we walked around the hills in Texas. And he shared his faith in Christ. And he talked about looking back and seeing the, the earth rise over the moon. And he said into his mind came pulsating the words, uh, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. My friend, uh, I could not possibly be an atheist. I don't have enough faith. You see, I cannot believe uh, that which I consider to be irrational, illogical, uh, and pardon my saying it, nonsensical. But around 2,000 years ago, a young woman accompanied by her husband gave birth to a baby boy. This happened outside a hospital without doctors or nurses. It happened in a shed at the back of an overbooked motel in a small town by the name of Bethlehem. Most women today would have been appalled even terrified by the circumstances. But here is a slip of a girl, just a young girl, most likely a peasant girl. And she's a long way from home and from family and friends. And she's with her husband who has been given the honour of taking care of the mother of our Lord. And one night... Can you believe this? Because if you can believe this, nothing will be impossible to you. Amid the lowing of cattle and the bleating of sheep, the star maker was born, most likely with tears and crying and maybe with blood. Most women today, would be afraid of the lack of hygiene. He was born uh, in a shed uh, at the back uh, of an overbooked Motel 6. The baby was the Lord of the universe, the star maker. He had many names. He was called Almighty God, El Shaddai. The creator, the I I am, the word that we say with great reverence, the word that the Hebrew scribes will not say. When I was in Jerusalem with a Hebrew scribe and said the name, uh, the man trembled, he said, do you know what you've said? So what we are talking about, we're talking about this person, the I am Yahweh Elohim, the Lord. His parents called him Jesus. Hmm. (laughs) And when Mary took this little baby boy, maybe eight pounds, nestled him. And gave him his first drink of warm milk. She was holding incarnate the creator of the universe, the Logos, who'd come down to save us this tells me that the star maker must be a very nice person we'll be back with more more amazing truths in just a few moments
1: remember when common sense was common Life had clear choices. Right was right. Now, right is wrong, and wrong is right. Spiritual vigilantes are riding in to divide and conquer towns across America. They're taking God's law into their own hands. John Carter would like to give you a free copy of Spiritual Vigilantes by Danny Shelton. Read this book and you can counterattack the counterfeit culture created by the PC police. Fight the spiritual vigilantes with the truth. This is a wake up call to Christians. Copies are limited, so call the number on the screen, write to us and order your free copy of Spiritual Vigilantes by Danny Shelton. Do you sometimes get lost in the crowd? Do you feel there's just no love in the room? Like everybody's against you? You're all alone with no one to lean on. Do you need a word of encouragement? Do you know God? Have you tried prayer? Pastor Carter would like to pray for you now. Let us pray. Call 1-800-526-9777. Nothing to buy, the call is free. Call 1-800-526-9777. 1.3
0: billion people live in India. 200 million of these are Dalits, formerly called untouchables. 100% of your gift will go to fund projects for Dalit girls as an alternative. Your gift of $600 will educate, clothe, and feed one Dalit girl between 5 and 15 years of age for one full year. Go to carterreport.org or to the address on the screen.